Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, when we talked about the great end of summer and fall, we're going to have sports-wise here in Louisiana. We talked about that a lot over the last couple of weeks on the show. Didn't really think it would include the Little League World Series team from New Orleans just outside of it in River Ridge. But, yeah, again, congratulations to them. Been talking about it first half hour of the program. Thanks for all the messages, all the calls that we got. We'll get to some more of those as we go along. You can also tweet at me, at Seth Dunlap. Another team that's captivated us very long time, obviously, is the Saints. And surprising news this afternoon as we found out Sheldon Rankins was activated off the PUP list. That's the physically unable to perform list. Most of us, including myself, thought that, well, he'd remain on that until week six. He'd come off, he'd get some practice time, then he'd return in week eight. This tells us that he is ahead of schedule, and he did practice today. This is great news for that defense. That gets a big boost on the interior of that defensive line. Let's talk about that and a lot more. We'll bring on in Andrew Doak of WWL-TV Channel 4, and he's on Twitter at AndrewDoak underscore WWL. Andrew, what's going on, bud? What's up, Seth? Yeah, first of all, uh, I, I want to give a shout-out, too, to the East Bank Little League. Man, I was watching this whole time, and to be able to lose that first game and be able to come back and win it all, man, how about that? That was awesome. Oh, it was so cool, and I was so captivated watching them, Andrew. And, you know, it just – I don't know I don't know if you played Little League or not, but I did you or uh, did you not play baseball? I know you you played uh, some basketball. No, I, football, I right? played baseball growing up. I, I didn't play Little League, but we, we called it like – we played uh, pony, and then okay. so yeah. it was like pony, uh, Mustang, Bronco, and then up into high school. I didn't play high school baseball, but that, I, I played it growing up. But sure. it wasn't technically the little league that that we see today. It, it brought back some memories for you, like it did me, where it was just like, oh man, I remember when sports yeah. used to be this. You know, that's when I was that young. That's you know, yeah. that's why I wanted to get into you know doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, except when I was like 12 years old, I I couldn't throw a curveball like that. So, uh, but and I and I wasn't walking away with like 17 hits like Reese Roussel, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, really, really cool. And again, congrats to those East Bank All Stars. They'll be, from my understanding, up here in studio with Christian Garrick tomorrow. Can't wait for that. Oh, the, yeah. The big news, Andrew, out at Saints camp, like we said, Sheldon Rankin's returning. I mean, it's not a shock on the scale of Andrew Luck retiring, but pretty darn shocking, nevertheless. Yeah, no question. We were getting ready uh, for our, our five and six o'clock shows, and I, you know, saw that come across Twitter. And of course, our shows got knocked out because of all the uh, all the flooding here in New Orleans. But that's a that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, as far as Sheldon Rankins coming back, it, it you know, it's not only one of your best players defensively, but we had heard Sean Payton mention at, like, I think it was about a month ago in camp that he was ahead of schedule with his rehab. And usually when you see guys coming off an Achilles tear, it's usually about eight to 10 months. And I know Alex Okafor, even last year, kind of defied those odds and came back in eight months. But this is seven months for Sheldon Rankins to, to come back. Um, and, you know, Peyton didn't specify whether or not he's going to be able to be ready for week one. Uh, but he did say that they were hopeful that he's obviously going to be able to play sometime before week six, or I don't think that you would make this move to be able to have him on the roster. Um, but hopefully they, you know, and I, I assume that they will, but, you know, kind of work him back in uh, in a way that 
makes him feel comfortable and doesn't rush his body because they're going to need him for the long haul uh, near the end of the season. But um, yeah, I think if you're a Saints fan, you feel a lot better about that defensive line being able to, to feel like he's pretty close to getting back. And the pass rush consistency during the preseason, yes, without Cam Jordan for the most of it, or most of your first teamers, including Sheldon Rankins for most of that preseason, was a little bit of an eyesore, Andrew, and something that I know a lot of fans here every night on my show have been asking, oh boy, we're really going to have to be worried about this come the season? This will help that. Sure, and I know you're still still wanting to see a little bit more from Marcus Davenport, as am I, um, so that, that certainly helps. But I, you know, I think just the defense as a whole, you know, the past two games compared to the the preseason opener against the Minnesota Vikings where they got gashed. I mean, they put, you know, back-to-back solid, uh, you know, first halves when you saw the first team, most of the first team on the field uh, in back-to-back games. And so, you know, that, that's something that I think you kind of can hang your hat on. And you look back to the you know, last game against the New York Jets, I believe the first four drives, it was fumble, punt, punt, punt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one, and obviously the, the fumble came with uh, the strip by Lattimore. So, the defense is in a really good position, and I think they have that ability to be able to go from good to great this upcoming season. And uh, you know, certainly having rankings does not hurt. Yeah, if we're still looking for some stuff from Marcus Davenport, a guy who is showing us more than we ever thought we would see is is Trey Hendrickson. And a couple of people inside that organization told me, I think one of the quotes I got, um, kind of unattributed, uh, I told him, hey, you know, this will be anonymous kind of stuff, uh, was uh, it were, quotes legitimately looking at uh, starting Trey Hendrickson, something to that effect there. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me, Andrew, with how he's played in the preseason, right? I mean, the, the, the dude's just been a monster. To start him, I think it would surprise me a little bit, just because, well, I mean, the optics of that, what does that say about Marcus Davenport if you're not starting him and you gave up two first-round picks to go get this guy? Um, he would really, in my opinion, have to be like head and shoulders above how Marcus Davenport is playing. And I think he's shown some good flashes um, against the Chargers and, and last week against the Jets. Um, you know, he's a hard-nosed player who's not afraid to stick his nose in there. Um, and, you know, he seems like he's a relentless worker. He doesn't say much. I mean, anytime that we try to interview him, he – it's like you're pulling teeth trying to get any type of quote um, out of him. But, you know, maybe he's just that type of guy who, you know, is, uh, you know, talk talk just a, a small game and walk with a big <laughs> stick. So um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if he's able to turn it in into a, a um, consistent amount of uh, snaps during the season once, uh, once they're playing first teamers, you know, playing and play out. But uh, I, I think – I would disagree with you just a little bit from that standpoint. Yeah, you think it'd be surprising. And uh, we're talking to Andrew Doak of WWL TV Channel 4. And it's weird because over the weekend, I kind of went from, we were talking about this on Twitter uh, a lot, going back and forth, and uh, not you and me, just some other people. And I kind of went from Marcus Davenport, I'm going to say realist, not pessimist, but just realist here, to Marcus Davenport defender because, it, you know, if, if Trey Hendrickson's starting with that base defense, I don't think this is a, a massive indictment on Marcus Davenport. I mean, he's still going to be – Right, a, a big factor, especially in pass rush situations, probably play about 50% of the snaps or so. So, I don't know, just throw the best guys out there. It seems like Trey Hendrickson is one of those best guys. You don't think that would be an indictment? Uh, indictment, well, maybe an indictment of his development process, but I don't think it's, you know, a career ender or I anything would... like that, you know? No, no, not a career ender. But I do think that if, as a Saints fan, just given what they, you know, the move that they made to go get him, I, I that, that would – I don't know. That wouldn't look good. I think because you and I and everybody else in the media, we'd be talking and writing thousands of words about it. But I suppose, you know, if you're, if you're the coaching staff here, your coach Peyton, that 
if you think that Trey Hendrickson gives you the best chance to win football games, I just the more I talk to people, Andrew, the more I feel like not that I am predicting it's going to happen, but if they feel like that's best, I don't I don't think they'll worry about the backlash to Marcus Davenport there. I don't know. I don't know. Do no, but I, I I don't know. I feel like if I feel like if they felt like Trey Hendrickson was better though, that they would have to look into like trading Marcus Davenport this season. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I, can you I imagine that? Yeah, can you imagine that? <laughs> we'd be, we'd yeah. be Andrew Luck Wait, 2.0 that, down here. What in the world? What in the world happened? Those, that, those would be two in 3,000 word articles. <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least. Uh, offensively. But, hey, I, I, will, I will say, look, I will say, though, that when it comes to Trey, like if given his progression this season, it does make you feel good to have another guy back there that you can, you know, spell with Davenport. I, I, I will say that. Yeah, I'm looking at the poll that I posted to uh, the Saints fandom, and I, I think about what, yeah, I'm looking at right now, 55 to 45, which players should start in their base defense? And I guess, I don't know, maybe a lot of the Saints fandoms kind of coming around to, hey, maybe Davenport's not such a sure thing. Uh, other side of the football, though, Andrew, as we get away from uh, all that talk is, well, the offense, that first-team offense. How beautiful was that? They look like they didn't miss a beat from last year. No, they didn't at all. And Ricardo kind of used a little trio that I, I was a fan of just growing up being a, a Cowboys fan as a kid. You know, they kind of that combo of Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara kind of reminds you a little bit of Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, and Emmett Smith. I mean, I, I think they're just that, you know, they haven't reached that level yet, but they have that, at least Thomas and Kamara, but, you know, they have that ability to be that type of explosive trio and what they got down the field in eight plays on that drive, uh, Michael Thomas, as he usually is, is, is just a matchup nightmare for any DB that's covering him. And then Alvin Kamara ran a little wheel route, I think, out of the backfield. And, and he, look, he's just going to beat linebackers when he matches up with them 100 out of 100 times. Every Deont- time. They, they, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go, you can. Yeah, I was just going to ask if Deontay Harris kind of uh, – I know he's not part of the offense, but I'm just going to ask, kind of close it out here, Andrew, if he's the breakout star of this camp now. I think he's made the 53-man roster. With that 78-yard punt return, I think that I think that solidified his role. But I thought the interesting thing near the end of the game was that they wanted to run him a little bit more at receiver. They, they want to see his versatility within this offense um, or, or just as a player on this 53-man roster. And I think if he's especially able to do, you know, some stuff within the slot, then I think that adds an element to his game that makes him you know, a surefire guy on the 53-man roster. But if you were asking me today, is, is he on it? I would say, yeah, no doubt. And he shored up one of those positions that was kind of a uh, one of pretty big need. I mean, they were so good in every facet last I year except the return game. Return last year. Yeah, you no, and me I, would, I held my breath. I mean, it was like I felt like every player that they put back there was going to muff it. So, I mean, I, that uh, that's why he's giving you – sure, he had he had a, uh, a fumble that he recovered himself this past game, so – you know, and there was another point, I think, back to the Chargers game that he did not field it. That was one that Sean Payton said after the game, you know, he was really upset about and that bugged him. But I think he's sending you enough flashes, not only in, in the punt return game, but in the kick return game, too, to say, man, this guy, I don't, I don't know if it's just his elusiveness, if it's his size that probably plays into it. But I remember chatting, to some, uh, chatting with someone, uh, I think it was Justin Hardy, uh, after practice one day, and I was like, does his size make it difficult when he gets behind blockers to be able to to see where he's going? And he kind of laughed and said, yeah. And uh, You know, not only does he have a unique skill set, the way he can cut and move, uh, but I think his size also plays a role too. It's almost, uh, I mean, he kind of looks like Tommy Lee Lewis in a lot of, in a lot of ways. 
but I think he kind of has that shiftiness almost as somebody like Darren Sproles too. So um, not not saying in any stretch that he's Darren Sproles, but I think he has some of those abilities. No, it just looks like him. In fact, Mike Dettelier, Andrew, said the same thing, kind of looks like Darren Sproles. And isn't it interesting, we always, every camp without fail, there is somebody like this that surprises the heck out of us during camp that we never saw coming. I mean, I talked to everybody in the media. Who's going to be the breakout star? Who's going to be the breakout star? Who's And not one of those people before camp said Deontay Harris, man. No, and he was kind of one of those camp darlings, if you will. But, like, you know, it would probably be between him, Rummel, Cyril Grayson, and then also, like, Emmanuel Butler. And Emmanuel Butler was the one who was getting, like, massive hype going into the preseason, and he's not able to play in the first game. And then, you know, we know what happened against the Chargers. He has a ball go off his face mask. I, you know, he's never really done it in a, in a live game where, you know, he's taking your breath away like he has in camp. But, you know, Deontay Harris kind of was – that sleeper guy that we knew coming out of Assumption College was, you know, a guy who had 14 uh, punt return and kickoff return uh, combined touchdowns. I mean, that's more than anybody at the NCAA level. So he's obviously one of the you know best kick uh, kick returners and punt returners in NCAA history. Um, but doing it at this level is different than Assumption College, which was a D2 level. You know, like going out there and being able to prove it against against guys who, you know, have been starters um, in this league is, man, it speaks volume. Uh, it's been impressive to watch. I, you know, he's been, out of all the camp darlings, in my opinion, he's been the guy who w- didn't really come in with any hype and wasn't really given much hype because we were given, given Marcus Sherrill's the punt return job, and this dude has gone out and snatched it and maybe even kicked Marcus Sherrill's out the door potentially. Yeah, something special. I guess maybe that's the theme of the show today. Andrew Doak. Sports anchor for WWL TV Channel 4. He's on Twitter, at Andrew Doak underscore WWL. Andrew, thanks for the time tonight, man. I always enjoy it. Thanks, I Appreciate it, bro. All right, you too. All right, we'll talk to you soon. There he goes. Andrew Doak and, yes, Saints, one final preseason game on Thursday against the Miami Dolphins. Mostly it'll be the, the backups. A lot of guys probably won't be on this roster, but still one more tune-up before the regular season begins in a couple of Mondays from now. Saints at home against the Houston Texans. Phone lines are open for you. Hit me up, 504-260-1870. That's area code 504-260-1870. You can also text me at 870-870. You want to talk Saints? You want to give a shout-out and congratulations to the East Bank All-Stars Little League World Series Championship team? You can do that. I'm Seth Dunlap. Logan's behind the glass tonight. Feeling better, Logan, today? Last week? Yeah, give me that nod. It's good to hear. The last lap rolls on here on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.